and welcome to Tech Live. Stephanie Christopher here, Chief Executive of the Executive Connection. Tech Connect CEOs, executives, and business owners to the world's largest business leader network. Today, we have the wonderful Ashton Bishop as a return guest on Tech Live to talk about communication in a crisis. Ashton's been working with our community as an expert for over 10 years. And in fact, he said this morning that his 20-year career working with some of the largest communication agencies in the world has prepared him for this very moment. Ashton Bishop, welcome to Tech Live. Thank you, Steph. It's good to be prepared for this yeah. very moment. I'm glad someone is. Yeah, I feel like Rocky. You know, might have lost in the first one, but kept training and kept training. <laughs> and your time has come. I'm ready for this moment. I know at some point you're going to tell me to keep calm, so I will sort of adopt an air of calmness right now. It's amazing. It's amazing as a leader how quickly it's moving. Mm. And we're focusing on communication today. And it, you know, it comes to mind how often are you doing this? What kind of communication? Who's important? So let me throw to you. What are you observing right now in people and in their communication? The inside out role of leadership is that when I'm speaking to clients on phone or over webinars at the moment, a lot of them are clearly having conversations with me or with their teams, mm. but the conversations they're having with themselves are terrible. So they're yeah. stressing themselves out. So the yeah. rate of self-talk somewhere between 300 to 500 words per minute. Mm. So the quality of the conversations they're having internally are reflecting with the conversations they're having with their teams, with their suppliers, with their clients, with their customers. So I think we need to, and I love your lead around staying calm, because mm. I think the first thing that leaders need to do in a communication sense is calm themselves, because people are looking to leaders for leadership. Do you know, that's really interesting. And you and I were talking about this earlier in the week. Where I'm finding that a bit of a challenge is I'm moving so quickly. Mm. And so it's adrenaline, which yeah. is addictive, mm -hmm. and it's hard to calm down. Yeah. It's hard to stop. And that's the biggest challenge right now because it's so fast. Mm. I, my analogy is I've turned into Drew Barrymore in 50 first dates, that whatever happened yesterday – so I spent a long time writing something to people on Friday, last Friday. Yes. By Monday, it was completely redundant. Yep. And so how do you do that? Yeah, well, I think we're going to do some other work around the sort of five Cs of crisis response. Yes. And I think that's control the controllable. Yeah. But one of the controllables is you. Yeah. As a leader. And I think we need to stop thinking around time and think about energy. Uh, and that's the Shorts and Lear work on full engagement that says we need to be on and then recover. Yes. And be on and then recover. Yes. And the only way we can do that, or not the only way, but one of the things that's really helpful is to get explicit about what your counterbalances are. You know, I've found myself working at my desk from seven o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night some days. Mm. And because of the changes that are happening in the external environment, I need to respond. But I make sure it's a standing desk and I make sure that I'm taking time out to mm. breathe and ground and mm. get centred. Mm. And I make sure that I've got the dog walk in the calendar. And those sorts of things that yes. rejuvenate and replenish me yes. become the non-negotiables. I, I think that's great. And bringing it back to that idea of self-talk. Mm. 
It's really important, isn't it? And I, I guess part of it is if as a good leader, as a responsive leader, you're communicating well with your team, mm. with your customers, with your suppliers, it's intentionally communicating well with yourself. Mm. Yeah. So it's thinking about how am I talking to people right now? Mm. And for me, it's about optimism, mm. celebration. Mm. I've really made sure I'm upping. Mm. Well done on that. You did that thing that was well. I'm making that daily. Yeah. Something that might have waited for an end of month, person yep. of the month idea. But, yeah, Ashton, just even from this morning, you've changed my view to make sure that I'm being intentional about mm. have a strategy almost for how I talk to myself. Yeah. And that shows, Stephanie. So mm. I think the key word there is intention, to be mm. intentional with all communications, mm. with ourselves and with others. And a sort of a couple of observations from my point of view this morning was as I walked past your daily stand-up, yeah. there was actually energy and buzz and optimism. Yeah. And I remember that you did your 10 out of 10 call-outs to say, hey, I just want to acknowledge the team, we're winning here and here. Yeah. And then you went from there and you walked into the room with me and my team mm. and you had a certain energy. And mm. that's the, there's a saying in communication that says, I can't hear what you're saying because who you're being is too loud. Yeah. And that often comes when people are negative or charged or down. But when you walk in with the energy that you're throwing off, mm. there's a vibrance and an optimism that therefore has people lean in mm. uh, rather than lean back. And for me, where that was coming from this morning was the the kind of few, mm. that few, everyone's had to switch to a remote way of working. Mm. The plan's coming together yeah. and really quickly. Mm. And, and you know, that's, that's what's working. Mm. So I guess the self-talk is you've got this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, you, you have to do something different and, wow, you've done it in a week or we have. Yeah. So talk to me then. So assume I've got my self-talk talk right. Yeah. And after seeing you today, all over, tick, got yeah. that. What else is important then in the communication right now, broader? Yeah, well, it's actually because you said you did it in a week or the yeah. team turned around in a week yeah. and actually haven't. <laughs> yeah. Because the foundations of this and where I want to start is a conversation on trust because I think that underpins all of our communications. Mm -hmm. And there's a Warren Buffett quote that says, it's only when the tide goes out do we really see who's swimming with no clothes on. Yeah. And I think the leaders who are then trying to step into you know, command and control where they don't have the trust of the team mm. and people are very much focused on themselves and their mortgage and their job security, mm. there is no listening and there is no communications and breakthrough. So I think around trust, if we start there, there isn't a – organization on the planet that doesn't have trust somewhere near their corporate values. Yeah. But I think we talked about this last time, respect, integrity, communications, excellence. Whose corporate values are those? Enron. Fantastic. Enron's, yeah, brilliant. How'd that go? Yeah. <laughs> because it lived in the bottom drawer. Yeah. It didn't live in people's hearts and minds. Mm. And I think when we actually look at the two foundations of trust, one is what we call this foundations of trust and the relationship fuel, mm. which builds resilience. Mm. And this is the test of resilience in these times. Then there's the feedback loop of trust. Mm. So just starting on sort of what builds trust, and there's some excellent research on this called the partner responsiveness model. So it, it came from, you know, if you look at what's a company, it's a group of people united by a common purpose. Mm -hmm. And when people get together, all human progress comes down to collaboration. So between people, the foundations of trust that have been proven by science are three factors of 
understanding. Do I take the time to listen first and mm. understand you deeply? Do I validate it? And it's probably the one I'm guilty of stepping over to because I'm looking ahead and I'm looking for solutions yeah. and I stop to just play back and it's not this parroting back but it, it's showing that I've listened and validated the other person. And then it's caring, which is these moments where you take what you've learnt and you do something surprising. It's not necessary, necessarily the quantum of the gesture, it's the linking back mm. to the validation that matters. You just picked up on something that I'm really challenging myself on mm. because if you're in a, in a psychometric assessment, I come out as Sten 10 optimistic, mm. which is as optimistic as you can be. Yeah. And the problem is I noticed it this morning that I've really switched to the future, mm. that it's about, okay, this is good, secure this, great, now mm. then what, then what, then mm. what. And I pulled myself mm. up because I thought people aren't going to be ready for that. Mm. So communication needs to be what's right for mm. the time, doesn't it? Absolutely. Well, it actually comes back to what communication is. Mm. And really, if we talk about that theme of intentionalism, communication is the shift of someone from point A, mm. where they think, feel or do something, mm. to point B, where they think, feel and do something else. Yes. And as the leader or as the leaders, you're often ahead where you're looking yeah. over to the next horizon. Yeah. And when you're speaking back, you can sometimes forget where they are. Yeah. And if you think about point A, where they are, they might be very entrenched there where they've been doing the same thing for a very long time or they're really stuck. Mm. So if someone's gone through life and gone, oh, I hate change, I'm no good at change, mm. guess what? We're changing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're very stuck there. So they're very entrenched at point A. So that's the sort of, uh, if you imagine a vertical dimension to say how stuck they are. And then to point B is the distance. And how far are you really asking them to go? Because there's a listening for you from the place they're at. And great leaders can speak into that listening of where the person is. Mm. And so more than ever now, and we've talked about this in this podcast series so many times, about um, making sure that you're checking in on where someone is at. We've mm. talked about it through change. We've talked about, about decision-making, leading. So more than ever now, it's that taking the time to check mm. back, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of slow down. Mm. My husband always talks about the matrix. When the bullets started flying, Keanu slowed down, and that's what matters now. Mm. Slow down and make sure that someone's uh, – make sure you know where they're up to before you start trying to drag them onto the next stage of the journey. Is that right? Yeah, exactly right. And I think, you know, once you've got those foundations of trust in place, and that's the check-in, so mm. understanding validation and caring, but the loop is very much explicit expectations. Yes. Right? So make sure that you know exactly what's expected of people around you. Yeah. Because this is – you know, potentially at the moment, like right now, it's a medical crisis, it's a financial crisis, and maybe it's a leadership opportunity. Nice. And leaders grow those those around them. So the request of leaders to step up and lead around you and your teams is about explicit expectations. It's then about 100% integrity, is mm. that they're going to look to you. And if you're saying one thing and doing something else, if you're mm. swimming like a duck and barking like a dog, they're mm. going to get confused. Mm. So it's important that you've got integrity and you're very clear that what comes out of your mouth mm. happens. Mm. Yeah, and that's probably the challenge uh, for the optimist into the future is it's the leader's job to say things as they are, no better and no worse. Yes. Yeah? yeah. And we can talk about a better future, but we need to acknowledge where we are today. And then the third bit is that open feedback, and that's your check-in point to make mm. sure that we're checking in 
checking in regularly and we're checking in with intent. Mm. Yeah, Mm. it's great. I really like your idea about expectations and, in fact, as the team is moving to working from home, which Mm. is a different paradigm for how how we normally work, Mm. I realise that accountability is a funny word. Expectations is a word that really makes sense Mm. and being very clear. Mm. These are the expectations every single day and that might change. Mm. But I think think that's really important now. Mm. And it's a great opportunity because there's no alternative mm. to practice good leadership, isn't it? Yeah. And that's, you know, they say necessity is the mother of yeah. all invention. And maybe one thing is, is that this is out, out of our control. The other thing is maybe we've been practicing this our whole lives. Yeah. What a, what a nice positive slant on yeah. it. We've been practicing for it. Yeah. Success is opportunity meets preparedness. And if you look at the practices and the habits, and certainly within the tech community, it is all about habit and practice. And I think really that's the dimension where people, so there's a few places that people go wrong uh, with communications is they underestimate where their audience is and they don't speak to and attend to that. And then they Tell miss- me more about that, Ash. So that was the diagnosis piece to say, we're moving somebody from point A mm-hmm. to point B uh, and right. really getting, it's actually a long way. So, okay, so I get what you're saying, where they are on that continuum, yeah. not not physically who is my audience right e- exactly. now. Exactly. And it's yeah, just right. speaking to that. So we're all moving from home right now. Mm. Right? So that's a little working from home. Yeah? Yep. Oh, sorry, yeah, working from home. Uh, then the other conversation just says, we're moving to work from home from today. Now we understand that for some of you, mm. you've never done that before. We also understand that it's going to be a big change in the people who have worked in teams. Mm -hmm. And it's just acknowledging that gets a different listening rather than stepping over it. So that's the the attending to it. Mm. Then the two dimensions that really matter with communications, once you've got your intention right, once you've framed it for value for them, Mm. is emotional impact to Mm. make sure you really resonate with the right emotion around it, and that's often what you're giving off as mm. the leader. You know, the leader who says, "I'm so excited about this opportunity," <laughs> and you just—it's not—it's not genuine. It's, it's not, not authentic. authentic. Yeah. And then the other thing is effective frequency. Yes. And effective frequency lo- links really well to that expectations piece. If you think it's once and done, you're wrong. Um, the research around effective frequency says that, you know, when we grew up in a communication sense and very much a broadcast sense, it used to be Ostrov's three-hit theory and what is it, what of it, and then a, a true reminder. So even when there was less distraction and less noise, we still had to have a message to land probably three times. Yes. If you remember how humans learn, they learn by rote repetition. Mm. The way our brain, brains are wired mm. is by rote repetition. We, mm. re, we rewire or remodel or replasticize our brains through repetition. Mm. Yet we forget with communications that to be effective and certainly in a modern world, in a complex world, it's eight to 13 times that we need to be prepared to tell somebody something. Right. And it's how you set up for that, the expectations around that, that matter. Yeah, that's really good. So a couple of things come to mind. One, certainly about frequency. Mm. 
And that's, um, you know, we've talked about it. My my preparedness or learning was about the same time you started your career 20 yeah. years ago. It was 19 years ago, actually, last week when HIH went under mm. so spectacularly. Yeah. And I was working for the one division of HIH that didn't go into liquidation. And so keeping that business going, I can't march, April, May, June, July, it was five months before we were sold. Wow. And I remember talking to each of the state managers, or branch managers, I think it was, saying, I will call you this afternoon, even if I don't have anything to tell you. Mm. And I learned then the power of frequency mm. that it surprised me that people would want to mm. hear, even if you had nothing to say. Mm. And I think frequency is really, mm. really important. Mm. And what I also learned then was people can do some odd things mm. and react in some pretty funky ways mm. because that's what personal stress brings out. Mm. And so that that was the other big learning mm. for me. But something I've learned this time is communication doesn't have to be how we would have normally done it because, boy, we're lucky that this is happening with technology the way it is. Yeah. So I've found with my team, and I know more my team within with each other, that actually a face to, a Zoom call mm. is even better than face-to-face in some ways mm. because it's intentional. And hearing this morning one saying to the other, I realised I hadn't seen someone today. Mm. So I just called her and the two of them had a Zoom call. Mm. Well, you know, whatever call it is, but a technology-enabled call. Mm. And they saw that as a face-to-face interaction. Mm. So don't assume that things are all changing for the worst, mm. I think. That's your optimism. That's my through. optimism coming through. <laughs> Toning it down, you know, I acknowledge this isn't an ideal time. <laughs> That's an amazing experience from HIH. But yeah. why you say it was an effective frequency thing, it was actually an act of trust and an act of caring. Do you get that? Yeah. To actually say, yeah. even though I might not have an update for you, I just want to check in and see how you are. Mm. Right. So that's understanding, validation and caring in an act. Mm. And the fact you did it with frequency, that's the flywheel of trust. Right. And that builds the resilience. And that says when something goes wrong or somebody flips out or we get some extra bad news that we didn't intend for, there's that resilience or capability built within Mm. the relationship or built within the team Mm. structure around it. Mm, That's Yeah, that's good. Thank you for that. For me also, it's something about consistency of your message. Mm. And it's tricky because there's stuff you don't know. Mm. But just watching what we're all hearing every mm. day, you know, hearing on Sunday morning, no, it's fine to shake hands. Yeah. Sunday night, whatever you do, don't shake hands. Yeah. So I'm just being mindful of how can I keep a thread of consistency? Yes. What's the underlying important message that I can remain consistent about and the other bit that can vary around it? Yeah. And I guess that's where authenticity as a leader comes in. That's that's so important, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So when we're looking at that effective frequency, that yeah. does come from consistency, right? So it's basically that core message to repeat it and reframe it and reaffirm it. I think it's maybe a separate thing in terms of where we source our information from and the credibility around that. So you never want your credibility tied up with a, a falling someone else's uh, mm. dropping credibility. Mm. And I think there really needs to be, once again, intention and consideration in what we say, what we don't say, and, and how that ends up in communication. Because communication is what not what's said, 
it's what's received. Mm. And we receive such little information of the total information that's out there. Mm. Like there is so many articles and opinions and mm. news and that calm and center myself, distill from all the noise what's really important and then package that up as value for the people that I care about. Mm. That's what leads to calmness, action and results. Beautiful. So communication is not what's said, it's what's received. Yeah. And just that simple loop you've talked about mm. this morning, starting with trust and how important that is, making sure that you're understanding where, the, where your audience is at yes. on the continuum of change, checking in frequently, yeah. um, being authentic as a leader. It makes so much sense. Mm. And you've said one of my favourite words, which is intentional. Mm. Be intentional about what mm. you're doing right now. And we started with self-talk. And I think, you know, I keep thinking this week or these weeks about put your own oxygen mask on first. Yes. And what I'm finding as a leader, it's conversations like this mm. that just help me go straight to my oxygen mask. Mm. Ashton Bishop, thank you very much. Thanks, Steph. So that's Tech Live for today. CEOs are in the business of making decisions and leadership is the art of execution. I'm Stephanie Christopher and look forward to talking to you next time. Music